was weird. <clears throat> On the way uh, to the to the house from from boxing. Man, today, dude, today. I don't know, man. Today I'm feeling. Uh, it's weird. It's like yesterday. I felt on top, and then today I feel like, uh, I mean, I feel good right now because I just did cardio, but most of today I felt, um, like, insecure, I guess, like, scared, I don't know. Even right now, like, I feel like I'm not, like, relaxed in my voice. But, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I've been thinking about one thing, though. It's like, I always jump to the assumption that someone is better than me. And I think that's good for the most part. Like, good because it, it forces me to listen. But then I had this perspective. It's like, well, at the same time, like, what happens whenever you do get there or something like that? Well, I don't know, man, because it's just like, it's either it's constantly driving you or... I don't know. I don't know what the right way to feel is. Like, should you feel like you belong where you belong? Or should you feel like you should always be working towards something, you know? And I definitely feel like that's just the struggle with being a male. Because I feel like women have a different beast. I think it's just the struggle of, of trying to... You know, fight, 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 and gather all the resources. And then for women, it's just, you know, it's like men, we're, we're so competitive. And uh, women, I feel, you know, maybe they, uh, they're competitive, but they're competitive to the point where it's like picking off the top. No, but they're real social. You know, real social. Um, I heard something today. And it was like, it's generally speaking, but it's like men tend to act irrationally. And then women tend to have like irrational opinions or something like that. I forget. But I do feel like I kind of see that. Maybe. Because then at the same time, then it's always like... Maybe I need to listen, you know? Maybe it's not that that's irrational. Maybe I'm not thinking about it correctly or I'm not seeing what she's seeing. And that was a huge thing between me and Claudia. I don't know, man. Like, I just... I don't know why it hit me today, but... I just feel like uh, one of the issues was 
there. Well, this is a scenario. I don't know what the issue is. But this would be the scenario. So I would be talking about something. And then she would go, like, why would you do that? And I'd be like... Like, I remember one time I was literally like, I don't know. It's dumb. Like, I, I just gave into it. Like, I was just like, it was stupid. I'm sorry about it. Because I just, I don't know, man. Like, I always felt like, like she was, like, ripping it apart. But then I got to think, like, well, how much am I supposed to listen to that? Because part of that is... Part of that is uh, something that can help, you know. Maybe she is seeing something that's true. And because of our relationship, it's like I feel... I don't know. Like maybe we're both possessed by... Our masculine and feminine energy. Like I would get real emotional about the fact that she wasn't supportive of my stuff. And then she would get real, like, logical and try to, like, tear it apart fundamentally. And then she would start calling me a dreamer. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because partly, part part of everything is integrating that, right? That's how you become a more full human being, at least. So then what do you do with these crazy ideas? Because these ideas are a whole other person. So what do you do with a person? And I guess you just got to think about that as if it was... Because you treat you as... What you should treat you as... The correct way to treat you is as if you care about you. And the correct way to treat a person is as if it is you. So, you treat people like they're someone that you care about. Like, they're someone that you should listen to. Well, that's weird. Like, I just... My voice definitely just got relaxed. That's strange. I don't know why. But, yeah. But you treat you and you treat each other... As if you're people that you care about. And so then, if ideas are almost like these characters, these people with personalities, because they really are. I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about how it's like every idea, and this is where it came from. I remember I was thinking about some type of scenario and without even noticing it. The, the images that were coming to my brain were images of of like someone strangling somebody I can't remember if it was me or I just know it was a female and a male and one of them was strangling the other and so I was just like no that's interesting because it really shows that these things these uh these ideas have these pictures that come with it and those pictures it's like that was an accident you know that wasn't on purpose like I had to acknowledge the fact that I was seeing this in my head I was daydreaming this what does that mean well 
I don't remember now, but in the moment I did dissect it, and it was something like it was antagonistic. Like I, I knew that. Like it, and it made so much sense then. Like I, I don't know what that means right now, antagonistic, but I know that was like the spirit of it. Spirit meaning like that was the way it felt to me. The same way that like happiness has a feeling like despite it just being a drug it's like you can describe happiness and even more than that you can describe different types of happiness but anyways point being is that like yeah like these ideas really do have like this essence that's like outside of you and that's I heard something else it was like I forget if it was on Joe Rogan or Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris. I think it was that. Because they were talking about language. And how simply saying, like you could say, there's a nobody in the room. Or you could say, there's Mr. Nobody in the room. And it gives like a different energy to it. Like there is a nobody. kind of sad and then there's a mr nobody like mr almost adds like a spice to it like there's mr nobody like i don't know like it like it's almost like it was on purpose with that you know like there's mr nobody and i don't know what that is it's like maybe adding that like flavor of, of mr like masculine it almost seems like a choice like on purpose yeah there's mr nobody um, versus there is a nobody. Just kind of interesting, I feel like. There's a nobody. Yeah, these things, these words. It's like we don't... We describe it. We don't... We describe... And, and that's the most brilliant thing as well. It's like... How can we have so many words that mean something? And I always felt growing up, I was like, there's something about language that's just natural, that's just upon us. And this is just a thought that just popped in my head. So it's not, I'm, it's not like thought out or anything, but just, just to say it, you know, I'm thinking about it and. And maybe, like, the naturalness of it, the thing about language that's just in in my head, like, why I felt like, like, the feeling that, it's just a, I think, a, a unartic, unwell-articulated uh, statement. It's like I was seeing something, noticing something, but I didn't have it quite defined. Like it wasn't solid. It was. It wasn't put together. It was. Um, 
it was just words. It was like gibberish. It was like babbling until you, you learn how to speak, until you can really, really put the words together. Um, but something about it felt like it was natural. And I feel like what I was describing was was the thing of... Uh, the thing that is... And the thing that is, is the, like, the, the spirit of ideas. And we're just putting the sounds to equate that spirit of ideas or, or, you know, the essence of something or, like... I mean, besides just naming things, like, naming animals or whatever, it's, like... It's, like, language has to be effort. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. It's like language has to be. Because there's all these things that need to be said, that need to be made sense of in our heads. And, and it's almost like language is the only way that we can really piece these things together. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I think... I, I was listening to uh, Caesar Malone. Because I've been listening to Mike Tyson. And he had the dog whisperer on it. And the dog whisperer was talking about... Dogs and how... Uh, there's something he kept saying. I can't remember what it was now. But it's like... It just makes so much sense. Like, you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah, duh. And you're like... It's crazy how it's like... You don't see things like that, you know? But... The premise of it was something like, like dogs have no, dogs have no, uh, like rationalizing. It's like dogs are just there. It's like dogs want to run, they run. It's like they don't think through embarrassment and stuff like that. They just, you know, they just act. And so then. It's like, well, it makes sense. It's like, uh, it's like your dog doesn't know what you're doing whenever you're whooping his ass. Like, shit, like you might kill it, you know? That's all it knows. And so it's terrified, it's afraid. Because there is no rationalization. There is no conversation in the head for a dog. You know, this, it's just spirit. It's just energy of it. There's no explaining it, articulating it, describing it, understanding it. It's just feeling it. All it knows is the... Uh, is the... Uh, fear of death well it doesn't even know the death but it just knows the the fear you know what I mean that's kind of interesting it's like it's like yeah because it's like what what pictures come to a dog's head if any because I know it goes to my head it's like just today it was it was this thought and this thought had had this movie with it it's like well, that'd be really interesting because it is in relationship to what I've seen, you know what I mean? And 
who I am. Uh, man, I don't even know if I want to confess this right now. I probably shouldn't. I mean, I could go dark right now. I could go deep. But I, I found myself in a situation once where something... I didn't do anything, but I, like, went to do something and then caught myself right before I did it. I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I just thought about it. And I was like, whoa. It's like my hands just went there. I wasn't going to, but my hands just went. And it was pure emotion, pure, you know, just anger, frustration. And it just happened. Like I said, they went there, but they didn't. They didn't complete the task because I didn't want to. To you know, I made that choice, and I calmed myself down and I listened. But in a way, I feel like that does kind of relate with with that anger in my head, and the image in my head. That popped up like it comes from experience it's like I heard something it's like schizophrenic uh, schizophrenic people they don't you know they don't uh, you know thinking the TV talks to you isn't consistent thinking that something talks to you is consistent it's like back when I were their radios schizophrenic people thought radios were talking about. back when I were their TVs or whenever there's the RTVs but TVs, they think the TV is talking to them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... It's like... The fact that... The energy of it, the, the feeling of importance, the ego, the... Uh, what do you call it? The narcissism. Like, that's that's real, you know? And it portrays itself through the medium of, of what you experience, right, and that's rude, it's like, it's like, if you pay attention to the fact that it's a TV, it's like, oh, TVs didn't exist, but, you, but then you're missing the picture, and it's almost like this, I, I, I heard another thing today, this guy was, uh, some type of, like, meteorologist, but he was talking about, oh, he was an archaeologist, but he was talking about, a. How there's these ancient stories, and in these stories, it's uh, he kept bringing up this one. He kept bringing up there's a story of um, someone rode their chariot up, and then and he was trying to make it to the sun, but he couldn't make it. So the sun, I guess, burnt the chariot, and he he fell to the earth, which then burned the earth. And then, uh, you know, I mean, just look at that. It's like, literally, it's like, that. maybe that's what they saw, you know? That's what they thought they saw. That's how they interpreted what they saw through the medium of what they know. It's like, we might imagine a car now, but the fact that something was in the sky and then fell and then burned things, it's like, well, that's different. That's, that's real. And so then, 
it's important to know how to separate, I think. It's important, one, to have an open mind and listen and read. Because you don't always know, you know what I mean, what's, what's true and what's not. But that's kind of part of the, the fun of life, too, I feel, is just trying to figure out what is, you know, what is the truth and what's not the truth. It's like, it's like okay, because, you, you know, you can try and separate out these things, but what we still don't know from the story is what is that chariot. And... Why was it a son? Or why was it someone's kid? Like, why was that an important detail? Why is it in this family, this godlike thing, you know? You know what I mean? That's not something that's obvious, but there's something there, you know? And then that makes you think, like, well, what about our stories today? It's like, it's like re- 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 we read the story of. Adam and Eve, and, and uh, I've been reading the Bible, um, this version that's supposed to be closest to the Hebrew text as possible, the original text, which I don't know if it's true, but nevertheless, it's the story, and the story is is brilliant like I'm just reading this and I'm just so captivated by every single detail just what well, just the just the amount of detail that's in it it's like what are we talking about you know what I mean like what do they mean like this was the most fascinating thing to me because I never caught this growing up going to Sunday school I never caught this detail when at uh yeah when Adam and Eve were, were kicked out of the uh Garden of Eden there was a cherubim placed at the front of the Garden of Eden to protect it. And then there was a flaming sword around the tree of good and evil to protect that. Well, God and damn, it's like, what? what is that? What are you talking about? It's like, it's like you can imagine what is being described whenever you're talking about something like a chariot, you know what I mean? It's like, well, maybe it's like a asteroid, or maybe even um, even just like a lightning or something. I don't know, but something like something that's fire. It's like. But what do you do with, what do you do with a cherubim? What is that? You know, what do you do with an angel? I know an angel means to me. And maybe that's the, maybe that's the closest that we can even get to figuring out what these people were talking about is what is, what is the essence of it? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, what images does that bring in your head whenever they're describing these angelic creatures. It's like these beautiful. Maybe it doesn't describe them as beautiful because I've heard a friend described as really scary. 